Sunday, and we are so pleased to have on the show Ilsa Wolf from Opus Accelerate. Ilsa, thanks for coming back on the show. Cheers. Now, who are we talking about? Who's the investor? Take us through the case study. So we talk every day, all day at Opus Accelerate about the two bites of the cherry when you invest in existing properties. So this is an investor, a client of ours who is not only cash flow hacking a property, but she is already banking that land bank opportunity by erecting a second house on the back of what she's bought. So this is like a double banger. She's not only just doing the cash flow hack, but she is realising that future gain now. Okay. Do they already own this property or this is one that they've actually bought through Accelerate? Yeah, so this is a, an investor who was previously a flipper. Yep. She had a couple of buy and holds already in her portfolio in Auckland, but realised that she was leaving quite a lot of cash flow on the table, so decided to sell down. Interestingly, she listened to my journey on one of our earlier podcast episodes and realised that we had been investing for the same period of time, but with different strategies, she knew that she was leaving a lot of wealth on the table by selling all these. So it was really interesting. We looked at what we would achieve together. She really wanted to chase the good old, 8% gross yield through acquiring new properties. So this is her first purchase through our program. And the result is going to be basically a quadrupling in cash flow when she's finished and an immense wealth creation because she is turning what was a corner site of a single house into what will be a double rental, throwing all the tricks in the book. Let's cut straight to the good stuff. Where's the property? What did she buy? Cool. So she bought a standalone three-bed, one-bath brick house on an awesome corner site in Whangarei. The house is neatly located on the very front of the section. With the you sound like a real estate agent. Neatly positioned. <laughs> <laughs> All day oh sun, God, north facing, <laughs> even though it faces east. <laughs> Basically, it's a perfect Corner site purchase. Cool. That it's the one you dream of getting. Yeah, she nailed it. Fungaray's hot market at the moment. What was the negotiation like? Yeah, really interesting one, actually. So this was bought back in November last year. So when the market was still incredibly hot before Triple CFA came out. And it was a four or five bid multi-offer situation. At the time, very popular method in Fungaray. So almost could guarantee there was a multi-offer buying a property up there last year. She wasn't the highest bidder, but through the... I guess due diligence she did up front, realised that there were other factors or conditions she could make appealing. So she found out in the first round, basically, that she didn't win. She wasn't successful with her bid, but the vendor liked some of the elements. So what our client did was just make sure the agent was really aware and would pass on to the vendor that if that first contract fell over, she would still want to pick it up. And that's exactly what happened. So they came straight back to her at that lower price, but with a cleaner offer and with dates that suited the vendor and, and she got it. And I think that's a really good point for everybody to be aware of. When you're out there, you don't always need the highest offer at the start, but you may still get the deal. So she buys this lovely corner section there. What did she actually do to the property in order to increase the value and the cash flow? What actions did she take? So everybody else can learn from it. So it's a three-step process. We are now through both step one and two. 
So step one is that immediately she scoped and quantified the renovation with the power team on the due diligence contract. So as soon as she picked up the property and settled it, it came in with the existing tenant and then on a periodic tenancy gave the 90 days notice, planned, booked the cabin, a one bedroom cabin. Cashflow hacked the typical floor layout of that main house. So the, I guess the residence was going to go from a three bedroom, one bath house to ultimately become a five bed, one and a half bath rental. Added that second toilet into a large laundry space so that would easily accommodate whoever would be out in the cabin. So that becomes a five bed, one and a half bathroom rental. Step two, which she's partway through now, is she very promptly got onto Keith Hay Homes, basically a turnkey builder, and they build off-site. So that was nice and tidy for us being able to use the backyard and get the cabin and bits and pieces done out there in parallel. So what she did was look at the two, three, and four bedroom plans of theirs and work out where it would fit on the backyard. Keeping in mind it's a corner site, it already has its own access around the corner, which is fantastic. But upon reviewing it together, we actually realised that she could save about $160,000 rather than buying a four-bed house plan by them. She bought a two-bedroom and then we've gone and ordered a two-bedroom cabin to top it up. And that only cost $35,000. Wow. So how have you, because I remember the last time we talked about Chris and Crystal, you did a really good thing with the two-bed cabin where it had a connected deck. So effectively- It felt like the same. It really felt like the same sort of property, even though structurally it's separate. Now, have you done anything clever like that so that the cabin feels like it naturally is part of the two-bedroom dwelling that you're going to put there? Slightly different situation, but because it's, you know, a clean backyard, our client has, you know, full ability to work those two components together, I guess. So in selecting her plan, she was able to change her criteria and then reorientate and flip a design so that access for vehicles and for tenants coming in off that street now would come in in a certain way where they would come in between. So we would still go with the same concept of the two bedroom cabin facing back to the deck and entrance of that main house to complete a four bed, one bath rental there. So naturally wanted those two parts to fit. And that was really important as well to make sure the Keith Hay Home team was aware that that was her final intention so that spatially they could obviously submit the appropriate plans to council and make sure that everything would fit in terms of building coverage and permeable coverage. And because we're only step two of step three and that third and final step is that ultimately she will subdivide and release the final amount of equity. For now, we're simply popping up two full houses on one site to maximise cash flow. And in future, when she chooses, she will subdivide. Now, obviously, all of this sounds quite good in theory, but how did it all roll out as far as timing goes? Did it all run smoothly? So far, mostly, but as many investors will be aware, especially active ones, the jib war is a very real thing. Mm. So the other aspect is the building consent process. So we've up until now been really lucky that all of our building consents have been approved within the 20 working days. Wow. But we are starting to see now a slight lag. So I would say this investor has had about a two-week lag of dead time because all of the pre-plum, all of the pre-work is done. We need to wait for a pre-line inspection on the building consent on the first original house. 
And then also we were very close to having more length of delay because of jib. Now, fortunately, our builder has found jib, so that's no longer an issue. <laughs> On the back of a truck? becoming... Yeah. Stole it. <laughs> yeah, a truck yeah. I followed. <laughs> but apart from that, actually, so the property was picked up in November. Tenants exited in April. The investor is very close to finishing off that first renovation. But rather than a five or six week renovation, it's probably closer to a nine or ten. But in parallel, the lending application was also progressed for that second build. And that build is now already underway off-site through Keith Hay Homes and is going to be on-site within about one to two months. And then, of course, working back the timeline, that second cabin is now underway as well. So everything should meet in probably two months or so. Let's dig into the numbers. Talk to me about the rent. What was it before and what do you reckon we're going to get it up to? So the tenant that this investor picked up when she settled the property was paying $350 a week, which you probably heard us say before. I was actually quite surprised because sadly half the windows had no glass in them. Oh. Um, <laughs> but um, on that original house, the rent was originally $350. Simply by cash flow hacking, adding the cabin to that original house, that will now rent for $700 a week which is great as a five-bed wow. rental. Yeah, so you know that's a doubling in performance, very much like Chris and Crystal's, so that's become almost our bread and butter result now. But now looking at the Keith Hay home on the back, the rent for that once propped up with the two-bedroom cabin, that is also then going to add 650 per week as a four-bedroom rental. So we're looking at a total of $1,350 per week from both of those rentals. So another $52,000 a year. So I think almost quadruple. And I think in this instance as well, you're thinking that it's going to go through social housing, so it'll be fully tax deductible as well. She is, definitely. And especially when it's, it's all on 100% lending. So, you know, the higher the loan, the less the interest you can deduct un unless you have that social tenant. So the Keith Hay build plus the cabin, two bedroom cabin, only equates to $315,000. So for $315,000, there's a ton of extra equity and two lots of rental coming in from the that one site. It's a great thing. Look, question that a lot of people will be thinking is, look, we've built this two-bedroom Keith Hay home and then we've tacked on this cabin. Now, at some point, the investor will want to subdivide, as you've discussed, and then potentially flog that off, sell that property in order to release the equity. Is there going to be less capital growth? And I don't know the answer to this, I'm asking you, because there's no data about two-bedroom cabins tacked onto homes. <laughs> but is there potentially going to be less capital growth when they sell that property because it is more unique compared to what would be a standard four-bedroom family home? That's a good question. From a valuation point of view, what I can say is with the cabins, as long as they are permanently piled, so they're not sitting on bits of timber, once they're actually piled and cemented into the ground and connected to services, so i.e., you have a downpipe, you know, stormwater's been collected, power's connected, of course there's no plumbing. It is included in the improvements of a registered valuation. If you leave it sitting on bits of timber in the backyard, it's of no consequence to the value uplift because that is deemed temporary or like it, like transport. So it, it does add to the value. I guess that it adds to the square meterage for the improvements and once subdivided, they will still equate to separate residences. But I guess, you know, if you compared the three bedroom to the two of the main house, then there would be a comparison and square meterage and then resulting value. 
The interesting thing about this one to me is that this lady's obviously quite an avid investor already. She's been very experienced in flips. So she's almost at the birth strategy, but still used your service. What was the thinking there? Because obviously that building to hold is quite different, I'm guessing. That's right. Yeah, she was very, very familiar with the renovation process. She's done that dozens of times over in very small towns, I think predominantly Tokoroa in the past. So while she had a local team to help her execute down there and And because she was selling these properties, she knew the entry price and then the exit price when she would sell. But what she really wanted support with was understanding, first of all, how to run the ROI or return on investment for cash flow for a buy and hold. Her situation is that she doesn't want to work for anyone. She never wants a salary, which is awesome. But therefore, she wanted to start building up some passive income, which the flips just started to become more of a risk of going into this market. So for her, it was accountability and support on the deal analysis how to purchase really well and have the right purchase criteria to suit her needs, which was to create passive income. And then on top of that, wherever she would invest, she needed, well, she wanted a ready-made supply team ready to go. Great. Makes complete sense. Oh, one last question before before we wrap up, Ilsa. Why Keith Hay Homes? Why'd you choose those guys? Well, she ran her price analysis and timing of these more turnkey type products. And what she really liked is with Keith Hay Homes, their plans are building consent approved. So she knew that she could pick from a menu, basically. And that meant that she could execute more quickly. The build was offsite, keeping it tidy. And then it just turns up one day. Going with the social housing tenant meant that she could then already provide that information and the drawings to the potential provider. And they can be secured in advance, which means there is no vacancy period once it lands. Fantastic. Let's wrap it up there, but please don't forget to rate, review and subscribe to the Property Academy podcast. Really does help us get the message out to more people. And hey, if you're like this investor and would like a bit of help with taking your property investment strategy, your active property investment strategy to the next level, then you might like to use the Opus Accelerate program. Look, I won't tell you all about it here. Here's your next step. Tab will swipe over the cover art. I'll drop a link in there where you can learn more or just go to opuspartners.co.nz. We've got a whole page about it on the website. listening to the Property Academy podcast. I'm your host, Ed McKnight. And I'm Andrew Nichol. And we're going to be back again tomorrow with even more daily strategies, tactics and insights to help you get the most of the New Zealand property market. Until next time, 